Beats. It's Monday, October 11th, 2021. Coming up on the program today, honoring indigenous people and the man who fucked them over. Plus, painful speech recognition from the 1980s, trying to learn Spanish with basic white bitches, and a dog yakking up a clit stimulator. All this and more today. It's a little bit funny This feeling inside I'm not one of those Who can easily hide I don't have much money But boy, if I did I'd buy a big house Where we both could live the fuck was that? I'm trying to record a nice pretty song and the track's all fucked up. Just my goddamn luck. I hate my life and I hate all my listeners. You guys are all conspiring against me. Why? Why can't I do anything right? Why won't you let me? I'm just trying to entertain you, goddammit. Nothing is ever good enough for you. I hate you all. The Distorted View Show with Tim Henson. She is a fat cunt. Welcome to 1-800-ASSHOLE. Love y'all fans. You haters can lick in my ball sack. This is a bit of waterman and that's what I'm saying. How dare you? Yes, Tim Henson, back here with you. Kicking off a new week of shows with uh, an abbreviated program. Why? Because here in the United States, we've got a holiday. I honestly didn't know this last week. Otherwise, I would have mentioned it. Apparently, it's Columbus Day or Indigenous People Day, depending on if you're Italian, I guess. If you don't live here in the United States, you probably have missed the huge uproar. The story goes, back in 1492, Columbus sailed the ocean blue and discovered America. Except he really didn't discover America. Other people found it first, and not to mention the fact that there were people living here already. But whatever. No one even gave a shit about Columbus until, like, the United States was populated, and then, like, there was a lot of discrimination against Italians or Catholics or something. And so the story was spread about Columbus, so people would be nice to the Italians, right? There'd be, like, sympathy towards the Italians. That's why Columbus Day is a thing. I think that's how the story goes. But uh, nowadays, everyone's upset because Columbus was a jerk. He pillaged and plundered and like, I don't know, had slaves or something. Everyone had slaves back then. It was fucking 1492. Try to find anyone back then that we wouldn't consider a racist, warmongering asshole now. We can't apply, you know, 2021 morals and standards to the goddamn Cretans that lived hundreds of years ago. But whatever, we did kind of screw up, uh, you know, the Native Americans' land. They now make up, what, like 1% of the population? Whoopsie. Sorry, we kind of um, propagated like a goddamn virus. We decimated them. So to say saw we, we uh, created this Indigenous Peoples Day. And now we're even Steven and the whites and the indigenous people can hold hands, sing Kumbaya or Ungabunga or whatever their tribal songs are, walk up to a hill, arm in arm, share a Coke. There is now peace on earth. Ta-da! 
All because we gave them this one day. We should have did this a long time ago. We should have saw how this all worked out for blacks. You know, we gave them a whole month. They were very grateful. Forgave white people for slavery. And we all moved on. Now we're doing the same thing for indigenous people. So I say this is a great thing. I wish this holiday involved presents, though. There aren't enough good gift-giving holidays. We've got Christmas, you know, I mean, Easter kind of, but that's really for kids. Valentine's Day is just for couples, you know, people who have found love. I hate all these qualifiers. We need more general gift-giving holidays. I fear, though, because it is Indigenous People Day, we'd all be, like, exchanging fucking cornucopias and awful turquoise jewelry. Should definitely set up some rules for this gift-giving holiday. All right, listen. A couple of you freaks have asked me if I uh, watch Squid Games yet. No, I never uh, am on top of these things. I didn't watch Tiger King until fucking months later. Always missing out on the good stuff. I'm watching fucking season two of Lust in Space over there on Netflix. Also, I am busy on uh, YouTube watching old episodes of this TV show called The Computer Chronicles. It's about as exciting as it sounds. I may have mentioned this show before because I have been watching it for a while. I mean, this thing, this show aired from like 1984 to 2001. And it really was like a weekly show about computers. And what's cool is like now going back and watching, it's like a time capsule. It's fun to watch what was once considered cutting edge. I know we still kind of make fun of Alexa and Siri for fucking up all the time. But when it's working, it works pretty well, right? You're like, hey, Siri, set a reminder for me to watch Whose Line Is It Anyway on the CW on Saturday at 9 p.m. And Siri will be like, okay, cool. I made a reminder for you. On the Computer Chronicles, you can really see the evolution, like how we got to this point. It was a slow burn uh, in the the 80s and 90s. Took a long time to get uh, to this point. So, of course, everything was done on the computer back then. We didn't have smartphones. You'd have to install this special speech recognition software and then hope it works with whatever app you're using, usually like a word processor or something. And back then, you had to say stuff very slowly. You got a keyboard right in front of you. It was always 10 times faster just to type the fucking shit out. Here's some audio from an episode of the Computer Chronicles. This lady is demonstrating. Date. Enter. Unit number. One, seven, three, hyphen, nine, six, five, hyphen, eight. Yeah. Enter. You really had to go that slow so the computer wouldn't get too far behind. Let me try on the keyboard. One, seven, three, nine, six, five, yes, I'm I'm done. I'm done typing it. Service. Capitalized word. Orthopedic. Surgery. Enter. Floor. Capitalized word. White. Five. You get the idea. It was rather painful. And that's just one program. Imagine trying to run your whole computer with this software with windows and stuff. Close window. Start menu, programs, accessories, solitaire. And it's just like, it, it never was a great idea because, it, again, it would it's just faster to use the fucking mouse. I guess for people without hands, this is a godsend. Small potential pool of users, though. At the end of uh, most episodes of the Computer Chronicles, there was like a quick, like, headline news break. 
and you'd get some like fast stories of like what's happening in the computer industry. And it's funny because even in the mid 90s, same shit is happening as it's happening today. An $11 million federal suit has been brought against CompUSA by a St. Louis couple shocked to find child pornography on what they thought was their new laptop. Yeah, like, we've read a news story like that in the past six months. I know it. The Associated Press says the suit seeks $10 million from the retailer for alleged consumer fraud over its practice of selling returned computers as new. I like how the lawsuit doesn't really have anything to do with the child porn. It's like, wait a second, someone's been using this computer before me that's what's really upsetting me this was supposed to be new like um there's thousands of images of children fucking on your computer should really try to track down that uh, previous owner the couple seeks another million dollars for emotional distress oh i know exactly how these people felt i bought a computer in the 90s it was loaded up with america online trials msn bloatware Granted, I didn't find any videos of old men sucking little toddler cock, but I bet you that would have been easier to delete than all that other pre-installed garbage. Anyway, that's what I've been watching on YouTube. It's fun because uh, Computer Chronicles, they break it up. They have playlists for every year. You can be like, I wonder what computers were like in 1996, and you can watch all those episodes. You know, if you're a dork nerd dweeb like me, apparently. I have uh, just a couple clips uh, of audio that I wanted to share with you today. I, you know, I love bad poetry, poetry slams, and I hate to uh, be a misogynist here, but women really do produce some of the worst (laughs) poetry. (laughs) So I've got a clip here. This is called Crazy Bitch. It's a poem by Shay Alexi, and it's all about how uh, some guy called her a crazy bitch to his friends, and she's owning it. He's like, yeah. I am a crazy bitch. It is Friday night, and I am drilling oil wells into my shins, harvesting the marrow, mailing him a milkshake of my insides. Hey, sounds like a crazy bitch to me. How surprised he will be when it tastes like him. Silly boy, don't you know we crazy bitches have no more room in our closets for skeletons? We carry them within us. I've got bones within my bones, and all of them are rotten with the memory of you, and it's Friday night. Oh, I love that affect they put on. You know, that poetry voice. They heard some beat poetry or slam poetry or whatever. They think that's how they're supposed to sound. It is Friday night. I'm drilling holes in my shin like oil, sucking out the marrow and sending it to you in the mail. Will it be UPS? Will it be USPS? Will it be Federal Express? Express, like anal gland expression, fucking me behind the club in an alleyway. Slow, fast, soft, and hard anyway you want it. Feels good for you, feels bad for me, but it's me screaming yes, yes, more, daddy. I, daddy, fuck me a different way. No car when I was 16. Curfew at 8 a.m.? Made me pay for my own way in college. So yeah, daddy fucked me. But I kept coming back for him. I kept saying, yes, daddy, yes, daddy. Just like I'm saying now as I get fucked in the alley behind the club. Getting fucked in a different way, but the same. It's all the same. Getting fucked by men. Female audience goes wild. Yeah! You know who should be going up and uh, reciting poems? Incels. They need to work out some of their shit on stage. Coming up next, 
Gary Lee Watkins. He's already going by the three names. He's preparing for when his name's plastered all over the news after the school shooting. My poem is entitled, Nice Guy. I open the door for you. I say, hey, you look pretty. I give up my seat for you. All these things that equal nice guy. And in return, you're a stuck-up bitch whore. Skanky slut with the perfect tits. A cheerleader cock tease doing the splits. You should date me, but you say no. Instead, you give up your cunt to the quarterback named Joe. I'm the alpha. I'm the best. Can I please just take a peek at one of your breasts? Whip out them titties. It would be so cool. And if you don't, I'm going to shoot up this school. Thank you. The other piece of poetry that I have is uh, a, a Hispanic woman, I guess. Look, I understand it's it's easy to beat up on white people at this point. We can do no right. This woman's upset, though, because um, in her Spanish class, there were some white girls and uh, they're not taking Spanish for the right reasons, I guess. Dear white girls in my Spanish class. Oh, oh, shit's about to get real. Dear white girls in my Spanish class, I see you stumbling so hard you laugh through entire sentences because my ancestors are a punchline and everything that comes out of your mouth is funny. Uh, Hold up here. Most of us have taken like a foreign language, at least in high school. I didn't retain any of that information. But but that's because learning another language, no matter what language it is, is difficult. And when you're trying to pronounce these things and and you fuck up, sometimes it's funny. It's funny because you're so bad at it, right? And your friends are laughing at you because you're stumbling and bumbling your way through. It's not like you're trying to disrespect the culture. You're assuming a lot there. You're laughing because you believe all my ancestors are a punchline. Everything coming out of your mouth is funny. Well, it's not. It's my history. Bitch, all we're doing is trying to conjugate verbs here. Not denigrating your entire culture just because we're laughing because you can't pronounce a word. Guess I'm used to being a joke, a brown body splayed and smoldering at the corner of your lip. I just want to know, when you hold the sacred sound on your tongue, do you feel less holy? Those sacred words being, where is the nearest library? Those sacred, because that's what we're learning right now. Spanish places, restroom, restaurant, park. Why are you here? I bet you thought this class would be easy since Spanish is what poor brown people speak. Kind of think maybe that's why you took the class because you thought it would be easy. You know what I mean? She's Hispanic herself. If she doesn't know the language, I'm sure she's got family members who do. I bet you thought this class would be easy since Spanish is what poor brown people speak, right? Not something you actually have to try to understand, not fancy or sophisticated, not like French. The language you love overpronouncing as if compensating for your basic American whiteness. Well, the real takeaway from these poems is uh, absolutely no one likes white people. You can be as mean to whitey as you want. So there you go. Just uh, some uh, poetry performances there. Let's do one real quick news story and we'll wrap things up for the day. (laughs) 
normally the shows are what about 45 minutes in length and we will get back to normal tomorrow tomorrow's show is going to be sideshow exclusive though so if you want to hear it you got to sign up superfreaksideshow.com become a true and honorable freak today you'll gain access to the entire archive of programs uh, plus, every week, like I said, we'll do exclusive shows, typically two times a week. Uh, this week is no different. We'll be doing a Sideshow exclusive program tomorrow and again on Thursday. Sign up right now so you don't miss a thing. Superfreaksideshow.com. All major credit cards and PayPal accepted memberships are, what, $6.99 a month? Even less when you opt for a quarterly, semi-annual, yearly, or lifetime membership. All major credit cards and PayPal accepted. All right. Got a quick news story here. Take a look at the chapter artwork, and I probably don't even have to read this story. Like, everything you need to know is pretty much contained in this one picture. There's a dog. There's dog vomit. There's a sex toy in the middle of the dog vomit. Figure it the fuck out. A vet was left astounded when a dog visited the clinic and vomited a rather unusual item. A big pink vibrator. While it's not clear how it happened... The owner was relieved when her pooch threw up the sex toy. The video was shared on a popular Reddit thread and shows the medium-sized Rottweiler standing in the middle of the treatment room where the staff have put down a few pee pads. Within seconds, the canine starts to throw up a disgusting yellow liquid. That's normal vomit. That's not unusual. The big neon pink vibrator flying out of its mouth, on the other hand, that's unusual. An assistant holding the dog's leash is seen retching in the background while the dog owner cheers. Woo, here it goes. Do you think the dog ate the sex toy because, like, it's, you know, he smelled pussy juice on it? Because sex toys themselves don't taste good. Plastic, rubber, whatever. But if it's coated with some, uh, Watermelon sugar, you know, dog might be attracted to that. Although, you know, Rottweilers have been known to eat all sorts of stuff. I had uh, Dobermans for a while and they, they ate socks. I literally had to yank a sock out of the dog's asshole because it would only shit half of it out. Which, by the way, I learned is not a good thing to do because the sock could be wrapped around something. You could pull out some uh, dog innards. Anyway, the camera woman can be heard saying, uh, just walking away. Yeah, we're good. The Reddit user shared the clip along with the joke. When you want to party, but you get too excited. I'm not even sure what that means. One viewer said it happened to them in the past. I used to be a vet tech. Once we got a Rottweiler to throw up oyster shells and condoms. <laughs> What an interesting combination. Uh, here is some audio. I don't think you can hear the dog puking too hard. I'm hoping it comes up. Oh, yeah, you can sort of hear it. I'm hoping it comes up. There it goes. Oh, yeah. The vet tech. Just walk him away. We're good. He did good. I can't believe there are like veterinarians or vet techs or whatever with weak stomachs like that. When you work at an animal hospital, it's all going to be like blood, piss, shit, and vomit. I mean, you're going to see some of that on a daily basis. Quote, the guy who brought him in said he needs to throw up, but he wouldn't say why. Many dog owners were left in hysterics and said their dog also sometimes swallows very unusual things. My asshole dog decided to eat a random used tampon we walked by. Oh, that's happened to me. My sister and my mom came to vomit and my sister was on the wreck. She comes walking in. Did I say my sister and my mom came to vomit? 
Sorry, I'm still thinking of the dog vomit. My sister and my mom came to visit us, and my sister was pissed off. She comes flying into the house, and she's like, I started my period. I had to drive with uh, with a towel on the seat. So I guess she, like, ruined her jeans or something. <laughs> the blood just soaked through. You know, I, I, I don't have a pussy. I don't have a menstruation issue. I, I have no frame of reference there. But, like, my sister... At this point, I you know, she shouldn't even be menstruating anymore. She's that old. Like, it's time for menopause. But to this day, she's, you know, she's acting like this is her first period ever. It comes as a surprise to her. She was at a, a Cleveland Indians game a couple of years ago, and she, again, starts bleeding. She got her period in the middle of, like, the seventh inning or something. She carries a purse wherever she goes. I don't know why she doesn't have some extra tampons or maxi pads in there. Again, this happens on a monthly fucking basis. So she was like uh, saturating her pants with her menstrual blood. And she had to, she was in the stands, right? So when she was walking home, she told her husband, uh, I'm going to walk in front of you, but you stand real close behind me so no one can see my st- my stained jeans. Anyway, when she was at our house, uh, she had her maxi pads or whatever, her tampons. I don't know what she uses. But, you know, Lord Douche and I aren't mm, accustomed to having female guests wreck our house with their pussy blood. You know, my sister tells me this and I'm like, okay, well, there's the restroom. You're on your own. I can't help you. I, I, you know, whatever you got to do, go ahead and do it. Well, at the time, we had uh, Kikyo, the dog, and uh, my stupid sister left the bathroom door open. And, of course, the dog got into the used maxi pads. Aren't you supposed to flush those? I don't know. She just threw them in the wastebasket. Maybe you aren't supposed to do that. I don't know. But the dog had a delicious treat. It came out of the bathroom with a big Kool-Aid grin. You know how children have... That red stain all around their mouth after drinking Kool-Aid. That's, that was what Kikyo looked like. Oh, I miss that dog. My asshole dog decided to eat a random used tampon we walked by. Then she puked it up on the living room rug and tried to eat it again. One person shared. Another said uh, her dog would go over the uh, trash bin and eat rotten fish. Recently, a beagle caught his owner by surprise when the dog ended up puking up nine single socks. That must have been really frustrating because that's an odd number. Guy must have been like, I don't know. I've got one missing sock somewhere. The lucky dog survived the ordeal despite eating so many socks, all of which were safely removed with the help of a vet. Uh, Here he is looking very sorry for himself. Let's hope he's learned to stay clear of socks from now on, the owner said. So there you go. If you're, you know, the owner of a dog, chances are you've got a you've got a story like that dog eating something he or she shouldn't have. A big fucking vibrator with clit stimulator. That's a bit extreme, though. Extreme! That, my friends, is your distorted news for Monday. Let's do a couple real quick voicemails, and then we'll call it a day. Love to hear from you freaks, and there are many ways to contact the show. Show at distortedview.com. I'm all over social media at distortedview on Twitter and Instagram. Facebook.com slash distortedviewshow, yada, yada, yada. You know all the ways, right? Uh, if If you forget, just... Surf on over again with surf on over. I know I said that last time and I feel like a dinosaur when I say it because that's, you know, that's how people used to talk when referring to the Internet in the World Wide Web. Also, World Wide Web is an antiquated term, right? 
All right, I'm sorry. Uh, yes, just go go to <laughs> distortedview.com and you can find all the different ways to contact the show. All right. Hey, Tim. Haley's Comet calling up uh, with a quick comment in defense of the, the lover's toilet situation. Uh, as the father of two children and having been that sleep-deprived, I will tell you that you make some stupid-ass decisions when you have the sleep deprivation of a colicky infant in the house. So uh, I can understand how they, they could have reached the conclusion that two toilets would be a good idea. I still don't. I don't you have to explain to me the use case there. All right, you've got a kid who's crying or whatever. Like, if you have a baby, shouldn't one of the parents be with the kid? While the other is pissing or shitting, and then when that person is done pissing or shitting, you can tag team it and let the other person go? Why do you both have to go to the bathroom at the same time? Furthermore, isn't that a bad idea? One should be watching the kid. Like, even if the kid is, like, sleeping, if the baby is in the crib, well, then there's no rush. And again, you shouldn't need to go to the bathroom at the same time as your partner, right? Uh, I will say, however, the, the whole thing about more than one person needing to pee at once, uh, this is why when my wife and I went house hunting, I insisted, I insisted that there be at least one and a half baths in the house. Yeah. And a uh, number of times that has proven very useful uh, is, is, you know, it, it's well worth the effort if you're going to have kids. Okay. All right. I mean, I get it. If there's only one bathroom and you both have to go at the same time, that's an issue. I guess I'm just thinking because, you know, we have we have two bathrooms in our house because I'm rich. You know, I've got that sweet podcasting money. I can afford to live in opulence. <laughs> you should see our bathroom. One is barely operational. One of the bathrooms. I, I don't know if I've ever mentioned the layout of this house before, but it's fucking ridiculous. So the front stairs, you know, you're outside to get to the front door. You have to actually go up like a, a, a bunch of stairs because I'm up on a fucking hill, basically. And uh, the stairs go right past the window of the bathroom. And the and the gl- glass on the bathroom window is not frosted or anything. It's just, it's just a regular window. So if I'm taking a shit down there and the mailman comes to deliver the mail, he's also going to see what I'm delivering in the toilet bowl, you know? It's actually not that bad because there is like a bathtub. So you can just, uh, you know, close the... The, the shower curtain, then people can't see what's happening, you know, in the toilet area. But if, if I was taking a bath, someone could just look right into the window and, and look down and see my little wiener. Timmy Boo, little baby faggot. How do I contact you so we can set up this dinner with Timmy Boo? What? Did I promise someone dinner? I think we should make this happen. Oh, I really that was going to be the, the web series. Or- we can do a or special. Call and I can walk you through and install in your bidet. Like it was going to be a, a mukbang situation. Whatever works best for you. By the way, I really like the direction you took the whole suggestion of a plumber to go in where you wash the shitty asshole and then you bang him. I like where you went with that. It was good stuff. All right, man. Love you. Bye. All right. Thank you. I don't remember what I said there, but he is praising me, so I will take it. That compliment. Oh, hey there, Timmy Boo. This is Great Big Steve. Hello. Sing you a song. Oh, no. <laughs> Day I was born, my mom she was crying. She said I'd never be like my older brother Brian. 
My name is Steve And I ain't got no legs Cause my name is Steve And I ain't got no legs I got the My name is Steve And I ain't got no legs Blues Wow Thank you. I have no idea what that song was about. I mean, obviously, it was about a guy named Steve with no legs. And if anyone was going to sing the blues, it's going to be someone who has no legs. So I guess ultimately it does make sense. Thank you for that song. I felt the pain in your voice. All right. That is all the time we have on this edition of the program. Watch you guys to email me. Show at distortedview.com. Distortedview.com is our official website. Voicemail line for you at 206-666-4463. That's 206-660-GOD. It's an O-GOD. Your basic American whiteness. Spread the distortion. STD, tell all your friends about the show. Don't forget to rate us and review us wherever you can criticize podcasts. Uh, tomorrow, we will resume with normally uh, lengths. There's got to be a better way of saying that. Normal length episodes of Distorted View. Uh, but you got to be a Sideshow member if you want to hear it. Superfreaksideshow.com. Otherwise, I will see you back on Wednesday. Until then, have a great day. Bye, everybody. And in return, you're a stuck-up bitch whore! This has been another excellent podcast from the Scribe Media Group. Learn more at scribe.net.